Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. This is Coach Cass, and today's guest is someone who is near and dear to my heart. One of my private clients, y'all. Juicy! We have Danielle Shaw in the house! <laughs> Hi, Danielle! Hey, Coach Cass. What's up, girl? Welcome to the show. So, Danielle, let's get to the nitty-gritty, right? So, can you share with us a little bit of your love journey? Like, pre-us, pre-you and me. What, 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 what had gone on before? Tell me about it. Tell me. So prior to stumbling upon the amazing Coach Cass, uh, I was actually in the process of getting a divorce. Mm, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And I know that, you know, when you marry, you don't ever think about the fact that that could be an end result. Right, and that is never the desired goal, but certainly I found myself in a place of love gone wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would say that I was in a broken place, yeah, um, in a broken place from this from the, the position of how did I get here, right? And then simultaneously, at the same time that I was getting a divorce, my mother had also unexpectedly passed away. So I was in certainly a, a place of brokenness mm -hmm. and had made a decision that, you know what? I don't hate love. Certainly it's not out of the uh, cards for me, but maybe at this time in my life, I'm just not interested. <laughs> I think I'm gonna take some time um, and cater to me, mm. cater to me. That's beautiful. Okay, so I, I know a lot of people listening have been in that spot, right? Where you're just like, I don't know about this love thing. And I got some things going on on the family side. So maybe I take a pause. So what was what was that like for you, that post-divorce, single? Like, what, what was that like for you? Honestly, it felt like freedom. Ooh. It felt like freedom. And I know that divorce is not necessarily... Um, something that people come out of saying, hey, I have my life back. Um, but certainly that was the case for me. It was a place of peace. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it, which is probably why I didn't want to give it up. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was a place of peace for me that I had my own space, that I could focus on me, that I could do things that were unique to me and that I enjoyed because I found that in my past relationship, in my past marriage, that I tried to, to be the person that that ex-spouse wanted me to be, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that resulted in me kind of pushing down things that were of interest to me or that I typically enjoyed or engaged in, like love volunteering, love participating on community committees to give back, uh, love spoken word and poetry, and going out to the little jazz places and those were just you know they seem minute but those are just small things that you know incrementally i began to give up mm. in order to be present for the things that my ex-spouse wanted me to be there for so um post-divorce it was a place of peace it was certainly a place of contentment of i can actually just be me 
right? And I can enjoy those things without feeling as though I'm neglecting or not being um, attentive to what the ex-spouse wanted me to be attentive to, so. Oh my goodness, yes. So I, I definitely get how we can forget who we are in the wrong relationship. So that's powerful, Danielle. So why don't you share with the folks, like how, what made you choose to, to work with me? Like what made you say, you know what? I think I need to have Coach Cass in my back pocket. So when I met you, I, you know, you said to me, yes, I am um, a love coach and I work with women who are uh, professional, over 40, looking for love. And I was just like, oh, that's so cute. And I was just <laughs> like, that's really sweet too. I thought it was a, you know, a really niche population that mm -hmm. you were working with. And it's true that, you know, women in their 30s or 40s or 50s who have prioritized career or who have been in relationships before that didn't work out, um, that we kind of turn into ourselves or we just decide, you know what, the serious thing is not for me. Maybe I'll date a little here, a little there, and um, that'll be good for me. But when you said, yeah, to help women find love, right, mm -hmm. who are looking for love, I said, oh, that's really cool. And, you know, it wasn't that day that I was just like, yeah, I need to work with Coach Cass because I'm looking for love because obviously I was divorce, and I was just like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in a thing, right? <laughs> Not a thing, not a person, not a thing, not, not anything. And so, but I thought it was really cool. And so, and, you know, subsequent following um, interactions, it'd be like, hey, Danielle, how's it going? You know, <laughs> anything interesting? Any, you know, hey, girl, how you doing? <laughs> Dating anybody or, you know, how are things? And I would say, yeah, no, I think one day I said, I think I met a guy. Oh, snap. Yes, you did. And um, again, I'm not one that's easily enthused, right? I'm not because I'm not interested, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> I'm not but I met a guy. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting is your questioning, right? Nothing questioning like, what about this? What about this? Have, you know, it was more like a genuine interest. And mm -hmm. hey, how do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, tell me about him. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you love? you know, to really kind of probe, you know, asking kind of those probing questions to get me to think about, hey, you know, why am I interested in this guy? And, and what do I like about him? You know, and, and, you know, why is it that when I talk about him, I smile, you know, things like that. And I think Let's those things light are, up, girl, light up the world, light up the world. And these things are important. And when I won't speak for all women, but I'll speak for myself and say, when you say that you're not interested, you don't really think about those things, right? Because you have literally told yourself, I'm not interested. So you don't notice when you smile. Close the door. Right. And you don't notice mm -hmm. that the fact that you're, you know, your shoulders are not raised to your ears and you're not stressed out. And, you know, it's just like, it's a genuine peace. It's a genuine happiness. It's a genuine joy that sometimes I don't feel like we as women who are looking for love or entering relationships for a second time pause to assess and, and see that we actually feel that way. Like there's some joy, oh, there's some joy there. This person brings joy into my life. That's pretty cool. This person makes me laugh. You know, this person, you know, as you work with professional women that are over a certain age, you know, you don't think about like, oh, when I talk about him, I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about my projects and my councils and my committees and my, 
you know, my X, Y, and Z commitments, you're, you're literally sitting in the moment saying, oh yeah, let me tell you about this amazing person that I yeah, met. For real. So let me tell you guys, Danielle uh, is a VP of a nonprofit. She is a realtor and she's working on her PhD. Okay. So she has all the things to say. I'm too busy for love, right? People say that all the time. Like, I'm too busy because yes, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. But somehow, right, when you let the right person into your space, magic happens. Magic happens. So let me tell you about this magic. When I met my now husband, and I guess we will get to that. When I met my now husband, he was so respectful mm. of me and respectful of my time because mm -hmm. again guess what i was telling myself i'm not interested mm -hmm. and so i literally wouldn't spend a lot of time on the phone with him um it would be hey i have 15 minutes because i'm about to eat so how you doing <laughs> you know? and it, it was genuine it wasn't really any kind of game playing because i think that that's a waste of time right um, but it was genuine i really was tight on time um but I found it important enough for me to speak to him because he was worth my time, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would speak to him, we'd share how our day was. And, you know, the first conversation we had is what he ultimately said, make him fall in love with me. I, you want to know what that was, right? Because again, I'm not interested, but you're already falling in love. So let's talk about what that conversation was. <laughs> and so... <laughs> We were just having, you know, you talk about a little bit of everything, you know, he said, you know, are you a surveyor or a researcher or something? Because the way that you speak and the way that you ask questions makes me feel like I'm taking a survey. <laughs> and obviously I, I do a little bit of all of that, but, you know, he had asked me, he said, um, what are your beliefs? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I believe, and he rose again. <laughs> And uh, I believe in the son of God, right? And I, and I believe in the Lord. And so he, I, I didn't even take that as like a poignant point in the conversation of we're about to get into this deep discussion on religion. It was just something he was interested to know. And right. I just simply answered, you know, from what it is that I felt. And that was the point that he decided, yep, that's the woman for me. Because he will often tell you, he's just like, yeah, the moment I knew Danielle was for me, which is literally this first conversation, y'all was that he said, I had asked the Lord that when I am ready for a serious relationship and to get married, that I would be married to a woman of faith. Mm. And so he, he says to me, I feel like you are an answered prayer from God. Because as I work on my relationship with the Lord, it was important for me to have a woman of faith in my life who could support me in that and encourage me in that and grow with me in that. And so you know, one small piece of a conversation that was just so impactful for him <laughs> that I just was just like, oh, we're, you know, we're just having a genuine discussion. And so I think that it's important that we as women, you know, be willing to have conversations openly, honestly, be transparent in who you are, because guess what? You know, if I felt like he was asking me a question about religion or beliefs or spirituality to see if I was just loose with it or whatever, <laughs> I could, you know, play the game. But again, no game playing. I mean, be honest with who you are, what you believe and state that. And if that's something that the person can respect or they don't respect, then, you know, you have your answers there, right? About the level of engagement um, that you guys should have with each other. But that was literally the moment that he fell in love with me. Um, but just you know that he was the one. When did you know that he was the one for you as someone who was not interested? Hmm? 
So I knew that he was the one for me. Um, I think it was kind of progressive, right? Because there was no single point. It was more like, this guy is growing on me. Again, we still only had 15 minutes conversations, but he would do things like, hey, you know, it's like a Sunday. Hey, I think on next Sunday or next Saturday, if you'd be open to it, I'd really love to take you out on a date. That was new for me. Um, a guy pre-planning and asking, are you available for me to take you out uh, to enjoy something with you? And, effort. and effort and consideration, right? Of time and um, yeah, my time. And so the first date, we went to Jackson's Ice Cream Parlor uh, in Hollywood, Hollandale area. And it was a cute ice cream date. He wanted to take me on an ice cream date because we had realized in our conversation with each other, initial conversations that we both had a love of ice cream. And that's simply what we did. We went to have ice cream and a conversation. I just thought that was so cute. <laughs> so cute. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my goodness. So uh, ice cream parlor. So just, just in terms of our interaction throughout your relationship, because sometimes people come to me thinking that it's only one when they're ready to find love or, you know, that's it. Um, so for you, I, I was along the journey in your relationship. So what, what, what did that do for you? I think it helped to focus me on what it is that I was feeling. Mm. What was I feeling? Because in the process of meeting my now husband, um, I also met another guy who, again, wasn't interested in. However, you know, when I look at the other guy, he was kind of like me in male form, Ooh. which was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. But he also wait, wait, wait. So everybody wants the power couple, right? So you know you're both doing it, making it happen, movers and shakers, and that might just be too much, right? It might be too much. Um, but the the flip flip side is, I mean, he was more me in the in the space of like goofiness, and ah. most people wouldn't see me as a goofy person. Um, but that so he offers offered some comic relief, um, some adventure in a sense. Um, and I, I kind of found my, myself in a space of really deciding, like, who, like what kind of person do I ultimately want to spend my time with? You know, who, who do I really want to be with if, I'm, if I determine that I want to be in a relationship? And I found myself in this space. I was going to this event, and I had to decide, oh, I'm talking to two different guys, <laughs> right? I'm like, who do I invite? You know, and it really, it, it got me to thinking about how do I feel about this person when I go out in public? Do I feel like, you know, they represent me and I represent them? Like, do we meld together? Not in the sense of like an image thing, right? Because in the image thing, he was like an entrepreneur. So it was just like, we matched on that level because I also have a consulting firm, right? So entrepreneurship is something I love and that I support. But was he a match for me? Right. And, and did I feel like when I walked out that I felt comfortable that I could be myself, that he could be myself. And I'm not looking at him like, don't do that. Or he's not looking at me like, why, why are you doing that? You know, that kind of thing. But we could just generally be ourselves and, and enjoy each other and enjoy the event that we were going to. So it was really interesting because my husband is now a person who appreciates getting all dressed up. Uh, but before he was not having it. So I was just like, listen, I go to events all the time. 
I'll need you. I'm not trying to do, make you do anything you don't want to do, but I'll need you to put on some slacks, <laughs> put on some dress shoes. And I was just like, see, I don't want to fight with anybody about going to events either. So it, it was a weird, it was an interesting situation. But ultimately, I decided I wanted to be in a space where I felt like someone was genuinely there mm. to be with me. Yeah. You know, not to try to wow the crowd or to impress them and just be extra. Mm-hmm. I wanted somebody who was just going to be laid back, be themselves, and be there to support me. And that is exactly. When I tell y'all they are the cutest together, they will tear down the dance floor. Okay, they will make it happen. All right. <laughs> you know, you got to get down a little bit. got to get down just a little bit. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if I told you this in private, but I'll say it in public. Well, actually, you, you bestowed me with the... Oh, I feel tears. Okay, I'm okay you gave me one of the greatest honors of my life past every award mention press whatever you asked me to be your matron of honor i did and i i just wanted to say that that was like a a pinnacle of my journey to have such an honor from you because that just made me feel like you know what I'm I'm doing the right thing, you know. Like I'm 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 making a difference out here in these streets, you know. So we are, yes. So, like, what what brought you to that decision? So, Sean and I, when we decided that we would get married, right, which is a whole cute proposal story. Save that for another day. But Sean and I decided, you know what? we don't need anybody standing next to us. You know, it's about me and you. Let's do this together. Obviously there'll be people in the crowd, but hey, it's me and you, babe. So let's do this, right? But then, you know, we talked about, but if we did, right, who would it be? And he was like, you know, I, you know, I have close friends, friends that I grew up with and he has fantastic friends. It's important, right? That your guys, you know, your spouses have people in their corner who's not, pulling them away from relationships, but also, but just encouraging them in relationships and in their businesses and then just encouraging friends. So he has those. So he certainly had people that he could ask, but he decided my father is going to be my best man because there's no other person in this world that, you know, when I look at them and I look at their value and their perspective on relationships and how they are in relationships, that they're a role model for me. And so he saw his dad in that way of being just a great role model of a husband. So he said, absolutely, my, my father would stand next to me. And I said, wow, you know, I got my Spelman sisters. I got actual sisters. I got, you know, I got people I can ask to, you know, let me think about this, you know, I got people. And um, I said, you know what? I said, hands down, I'm gonna ask Coach Cass if we have people stand next to us. Because when I thought about role models for marriage, not someone who's a love coach, not someone who's an awesome mother, just somebody who's an awesome role model for what marriage should look like and what it should feel like and what it should be, instantly, Coach Cass, you are all those things and above. You know, you're a great mother, a great businesswoman, you're an excellent love coach. But when I look at the relationship that you and Andy have, I said, yeah, I love that. 
And besides, I said, you know what, who, who's been a cheerleader of our union from the get-go? Coach Cass, <laughs> right? So you want that. You want somebody who, when you look at them, you understand they understand the value of marriage. You see that example in their marriage, um, but you also see that they have been a cheerleader for your union. And so you have people standing next to you who you know, when it comes to marriage, you have a question, just need a chat, or you just need a prayer, <laughs> you know? You can call those people and they're gonna give you some, some sound godly advice um, that align with your values. And it's coming from a place of love for you both, not from a place of I'm on your side. So yes, it, it was my honor and I'm so glad you accepted. And I know that we had a COVID wedding <laughs> at the end of the day, but you, you still stood in the gap. Like you became virtual maid of honor. So ladies, listen, you ain't gotta call your childhood best friend, your girlfriend from high school. Let me tell you, Coach Cass will be by your side every step of the way, as she certainly was for me. When did you and Andy know that you were ready to introduce a third person into your relationship that wasn't the Lord? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. So yeah, right. So that was a third strand the whole time. But um, so let me tell you, we told our families that we were going to wait two years, right? And I remember it to the day his brother called me, called me, his brother called me and he said, okay, Cass, according to my calculations, now is the time to start trying. <laughs> what? So, and then I was like, oh, you know, on average, people take about five months to get pregnant and then it's another 10 months. So, you know, you will be having a child right around your anniversary if you start now. And I was just like, specific calculations. That's yeah, he's real analytical. I was just like, okay, well, I guess that works. So I went to Andy and Andy was like, I don't know. Like, are we ready? And I'm like, I don't think anybody's ever really ready. It's just kind of like a thing you decide and you do it, you know? And at the time I had an IUD. So it was a decision to take it out, you know? And I was like, all right, it's either it's in or it's out. I'm, I'm like, what are we doing? So I'm here on YouTube, girl. I was on YouTube <laughs> trying to look up how to take my IUD out. I called my girlfriend who's an OB. She's like, no, 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 uh, I'll, I'll make an appointment for you tomorrow. Please, <laughs> please don't do that. This is not a DIY situation. <laughs> So literally the next day, I went to my girlfriend's office, who's an OBGYN in, in my hometown, Broward, and um, she took it out. And then after that, you know, we did the whole, so in the Bible, my, my girlfriend told me this, in the Bible, it talks about the woman being unclean for seven days, and then every other day after, and then you're pregnant. That actually worked for me, right? So the whole, like, here's your period, day one, and then day seven, you know, then day eight, 10, 12, you have sex, right? So literally that was the regimen. And otherwise I got an adjustment from the chiropractor like once every couple of weeks because I used to work with a chiropractor at a wellness center. And he said, you know, your body is like a car and it needs to be aligned in order for things to flow. So that literally is my quote unquote trick because I didn't realize how hard it is to get pregnant until you're trying to get pregnant. You know, when you were a teenager, you felt like you were going to sneeze and get pregnant. You're like, oh, Lord, like your whole life, you're like, please don't let me get pregnant, Lord. And then now it's like, okay to get pregnant. You're like, oh, this, this, this is a little mechanics to this. You know, it's, it's like, all right, is today a day? What's the day? You know, it, it becomes a, a whole dance. But literally, our anniversary was October 18th. And my daughter was born November 23rd. Oh, 
So a whole month later, so his brother was not off <laughs> in <Same>. his calculations <laughs> at all. So yes, I would, I would say that it was more romantic than that, but it really wasn't. I, I find that the more educated you are, the more you overthink it. Like, oh man, how much does a kid cost? $250,000. Oh man, you know, how, what did we do? Like, wow. So <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Do it. So that's just next for us. Amazing. That's so cool. You know, so many people are like, oh, well, we're going to wait for like forever. So y'all are like, ready, ready to go. Yeah. No, when we make decisions, we're just like, okay, we're doing that. Just like the wedding. It was just like, it's COVID. What we going to do? Make it happen. Mm -hmm. and, and that wedding was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. It was so beautiful. My goodness, you guys did it right. I know, I know COVID has dampened many people's plans, but a part of me feels like it also has made things so much more intimate and so beautiful. And you know, the way it's supposed to be because everybody at the wedding was like your closest, closest family, right? And it's just like, exactly. there's something special about that versus, you know, cousin so-and-so from nine years away you haven't spoken to, but since it's your mama's friend, he needs <laughs> There, you know, all those extra stresses of paying for chicken dinners. <laughs> speaking the truth, you are speaking the truth. Our original wedding was 125 people and growing, wow. um, but certainly it ended up being the very closest family um, to, you know, be in compliance with COVID restrictions, but it was, it was everything we could have imagined or couldn't have imagined. It was perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so guys, you know, at the end of the day, Danielle is a very accomplished woman um, who really wasn't looking for love. But then when love came, there was a question, right? And then through the journey, that question got answered. And now she is happily married to an amazing man. And, you know, I hope that this serves as encouragement for all of you listening, watching, um, to know that love can also happen for you. No matter how busy you are, no matter how accomplished you are, no matter how many things you have on your plate. Because I hear it all the time, you know, Coach Cass, I intimidate men. But are you intimidating men or are you just intimidating yourself? You know, are you getting in your own way? Dun, dun, dun. So how can people find you, Danielle, on social media? Like, do you have a handle? I do. Social media, Instagram. My name is underscore this is Danielle. And then also on Facebook, you can find me as Danielle Doss. That's my previous name. Um, but please connect and you have any questions, love to share my journey with you. Oh, yay. Thanks for coming, Danielle. You are welcome. Um, for anybody brand new to the podcast, please do spend some time, listen to the podcast, leave five stars. We love you guys. And until next time, continue to love.